1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
2: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Phone Box podcast with me, Emma Conway. Hope you are well and you are having a flipping, lovely start to the week. Anybody put their Christmas decorations up, stop shouting at me. Stop shouting at me because I might have done. I might have done. Do you remember the Christmas decorations from the 80s and the 90s? It was like, um, not silver foil, it was like a foil and say so it came like a square and then you pull it and it'd be like a Constantina across the room. Anybody remember those? We're going to be doing a Christmas episode and I want you locked, please to leave a a little voice note, leave a little story you can direct message me on instagram on the phone box podcast or brummy mummy of two also you can email a voice note in that would be amazing on today's episode we have the wonderful simon who is the host of the podcast can we talk and also he does lots about body confidence for men over on instagram so be sure to check him out i will leave all the links to him in the description enjoy this episode and i'll see you at the end for a chat Hello, Simon, and welcome to the Phone Box Podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so lovely to have you. I am very excited. We um, once had a brush with Mark Wright.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. You're very many random. years ago. Yes, many years ago in a metal store somewhere with your mum.
2: Oh, Nanny
3: Sange. Uh, of course. Na- oh, just love her. <laughs> um,
2: Mark Wright was lovely.
3: He was lovely. And I worked with him for quite a few years. He was... Lovely, really lovely. Worked with Denise and all that kind of lot. And they were just great to work with.
2: He he was a lovely man. He smelt nice. He gave all the old ladies kisses.
3: Seen him in his pants.
2: Oh, my <laughs> what an absolute... Oh, I need to get him on the pod. Oh, I couldn't have him on the pod. I wouldn't be able to talk. Right? I'd oh, I would be, like, be like, able to just look like...
3: him in the eye. <laughs> Staring at him. Okay, so what year were you, 14? I was 14 in 1997.
2: Which I truly to believe, I, in my head, 95, 96, 97 were great years.
3: Well, it's funny you should say that because before, literally just before you asked me to come on, I, for some reason, I think it may have been the stars aligning. I was Googling the year I was born. How weird is that that you asked me literally like a week later? Yeah. 1997 seems like a seminal year for the world. Like a lot of stuff went down in ninety seven. Including Princess Diana dying.
2: R.I.P. Emily Norris. She she moved to England the day Princess Diana died. What
3: a yeah. day! Yeah, I mean, I rem- I think everyone remembers where they were. Like I was sat in my TV room with my best friend Lee next to me, and I feel like at fourteen, you knew obviously you know what ha- you know what happens when people die. You know what dying means, but I think the magnitude of it, you you don't you don't really comprehend when you're that age. So like I I remember feeling that i should feel something but i didn't know what that something was until like years later when you look back at it
2: it was fascinating as well because we had no social media we were just waiting to see what was coming on the telly like if that happened now we'd be like on you know TikTok, twitter whatever
3: lots of titanic came out the movie (laughs) the first harry potter book was released in 97 labor one in 97 tony blair i mean there was lots of things that happened especially in the uk that spice girls were like dominating the charts in 97 so i kind of felt like it was a really good year and a really bad year it was an absolute I mean, Princess Diana obviously was, yeah. was very sad. But Titanic was great. <laughs> Titanic was great. apparently Teletubbies was released in ninety seven. Well.
2: And fun fact, that's actually filmed not far from my house in the Birmingham Botanical Gardens. Really? It was filmed there. So there we go. That's a little a little nugget for you. I a little st- bit I saw something
3: on TikTok the other day that the teletubbies, they were actually life size. They were seven foot tall suits of the people wearing them. And I was like... What did you think they were? Hang on, do you think they were real? No, no, I thought they were... I didn't think they were to be like, seven foot tall. I thought they were just going to be, like, quite small. I don't know. I did not know what... <laughs> I think you thought they were
2: real.
3: I think you thought... A tinky-winky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was your bedroom like when you were 14? I was a bit obsessed with moving furniture around. And also, I don't know if anyone else had this, but I was... This came from actually our uh, primary school. I became obsessed with teachers, and 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 I actually wanted to be a teacher. And I became obsessed with teachers and like the things that teachers had. So you know when pe- teachers used to ring the bell, I yeah. wanted a bell. So my mum got me a bell when I used to ring it. And you remember like whistles, playgrounds where it used to. <laughs>
2: no, Simon, I'm I'm gonna I don't I'm I'm just gonna butt in and say, I think this is just you. <laughs>
3: So, where you know when playtime was over, they used to blow the whistle. I, I was obsessed with whistles, so my mum used to get me loads of whistles. So this is an insight to what I was like at fourteen. And then when Aww. to secondary school, I realised the teachers had amazing big wooden desks with like three drawers either side. And I said to my mum, "I need, I, I need, a, I need a desk, mum. I need a desk just like my teachers got." So they got like they, <laughs> that Got me this massive wooden desk, so I had this massive wooden desk in the middle of my room. But I was also obsessed with pine furniture. Don't ask me why.
0: I, I, I the mon-
3: <laughs> so I had this big, I had this big wooden desk. I had this big pine bed, and I had the worst, worst, worst deep navy like space themed wallpaper in my room. It was just horrendous. <laughs> um, so it was a real like mm, like mismatch room. It was it, it wasn't nice, but. Obviously, like you loved at fourteen, you spend most of your time in your room, right? Yeah, I just loved it. I loved rearranging my furniture. Oh,
2: I loved rearranging my knickknacks. I had so many knickknacks.
3: Yeah, I just rearrange. Well,
2: um, I want to know why did you? At what point were you ringing the bell and blowing the whistle? Yeah. At what point in the night?
3: I, <laughs> I used to get up in the middle of the night, and ring the bell. No, I didn't. I used to. But I think I blew the whistle all, o- all over the house, all over any time of the day. Um, the bell was not so much because my parents just got really annoyed with it. I think-
2: special occasions, if there was a fire,
3: my <laughs> dinner's ready. Ding, ding, ding,
2: ding. Um, Did you have any posters up in this crazy house? Harry- this it, it reminds me of like that. In my head, it's like the office from Harry Potter. What was the main? <laughs> why have I forgotten his name? What's the main wizard in Harry Potter?
3: Of Dumbledore.
2: Yeah. Did you live in Dumbledore's office?
3: <laughs> very similar. Very similar. <laughs> what posters did you have or did you just have none? You know what? I don't think I had any posters, but my sister had a lot of posters. I didn't oh. have posters, actually. She, it was, and now I'm going on a tangent. It was very sweet. She was obsessed with Eminem when she was younger. when I came out to her as gay, she was like, ah, oh, he's awful. He says the oh. word, rude word. Mm. Um, he says, she, he says the F word in his song, I'm taking them all down. So she literally took all her posters down. It was really sweet. I remember it so clearly. Um, but I was never one for posters. I'm not really sure why. Um, maybe because I was in that confused, weird stage when you're growing up and you, you know, I knew that I was gay, but wasn't fully out to people. And I felt like looking back now, I couldn't really have like a big picture of a, a woman on my wall because I don't know, it's a bit disingenuous. Um, and I don't think I loved Cher and Dolly as much as I do now. Otherwise, I would definitely have them plastered all over my wall now.
2: Yeah. Will you let your son have posters up or is your house going to be immaculate?
3: No, I would let him have posters up for sure. Definitely. You know, we love our house, but assume, I, I know obviously you can attest to this and lots of people listening can, but once you have a child, your house is no longer yours. No. Pre him, we spent quite a lot of money on the house and did it all up and now we have him. Oof. I mean, there's fingerprints all over. Oh, so
2: there'll be big old posters. Okay, so I'm still not gauging what kind of music you were into. If you had any crushes, usually I can decipher by the posters, but you've only given me a whistle and a bell. (laughs) (laughs) Really?
3: You made my legacy, a whistle and a bell. And Spice Girls. Spice Girls was it for me. I think they had like three or four number ones in 1997. They were... I honestly... Don't remember music before them, yeah, um, which is weird because obviously at fourteen you've got what you like and what you don't like, and you I think you probably would have bought a record. or So I don't know what my first tape was that I bought, but I remember being obsessed with the Spice Girls.
2: Who was your favourite? Jerry. Jerry was my favourite as well. I think she was so
3: overtly yeah, stealth and overtly over the top, and I just loved it. I think if you would asked me now as an adult, it would have been Victoria Beckham. But, oh, really, I don't know. I just love her. Just love how I love how she can take the piss out of herself, and yeah, she's great to do that, Jerry. I don't naturally think Jerry actually liked taking the piss out of herself.
2: She's very muted now, isn't she, Jerry? Oh,
3: yeah, she's very prim and proper, and she wears like white trouser suits and stuff. Yeah,
2: she looks great. She's yeah. on horses, but she ain't the Jerry we loved.
3: No, so I remember. I remember doing a lot of dancing around her Spice Girl songs. Just an FYI caveat, I was very, un- I think I was quite an uncomfortable teenager because obviously like the gay thing, but also I was a really quite a big teenager in terms of my weight. So I feel like I, it was a not a comfortable like point in my life and so, I'm Jewish, and at 13, you have your mitzvah. So, I was kind of like fresh off the mitzvah like circuits. So a lot of my friends were having their mitzvahs, and I had just had mine and I had to wear a suit, and I felt really uncomfortable in the suit. And I don't know, like it was it was a bit of a weird transitional time. Um, and I remember that my mitzvah, my mum and dad, they made like a massive big party. It was huge, and it was in like a posh hotel in London. Like, that's kind of like what happened then. And I remember so clearly they had. You had to have like entertainment, and they had like these singing waiters and waitresses. And one turned out to be like, which actually is quite inappropriate when you're thirteen. But one was like <laughs> a sexy like girl, and she did this not a striptease, but you know she was wearing like a waitress outfit. But then she took some of it off and started singing round and stuff. Oh blimey! And I remember it wasn't sexy at all. It wasn't. But I remember thinking, and now looking back, like how awkward I was because I knew that I was not into this yeah women, <laughs> and it just it was just a bit of a weird time I think um but I knew that the Spice Girls were my kind of people
2: definitely your kind definitely all of our kind of people I think 14 13 14 especially 14 is awkward yeah everywhere that's why I chose 14 because it, it, you like one foot in being a kid one yeah. foot in being an adult and you like Especially with the boys. Boys' bodies grow weird at 14. They're all, like, long and the noses and everything. It's all, like, strange. (laughs) Okay, so Spice Girls, what other
3: music were you into? I'm pretty sure Aqua released Barbie Girl or whatever it was called then as well. And I loved that. I was into anything just a bit, like, crazy. I think what I was into, what other music I was into, actually. Just
2: pop, general general pop. Did you like any boy bands?
3: No, I've never really done the boy band thing. My older sister's obsessed with Take That. Well, you know, you know my thoughts. As are you. You get on very well with her. Um, she, but but I didn't love boy bands, um, and I really only liked the Spice Girls. And I've got to be honest. Obviously, as you grow up, like Girls Aloud, I loved, and all those kind of, and Sugar Babes I absolutely adore. Um, but back then, I think my mind was just like Spice Girls. See, so I, I wasn't like one of those weird obsessed freaky fans, but I just felt like they they got me and I got them.
2: Oh, did you see them in concert when they
3: toured? Yes. Yeah. They did there was like a random um Spice scholar exhibition that was about four or five years ago. And me and some friends went. And basically it was this mad fan who'd been collecting like memorabilia and merch throughout yeah. the whole time they had been singing, up until today. And he was able to fill a massive, this arena in Islington. And it was just, I've never seen anything like it. There was crisp packets and cassettes and CDs and just anything spicy you can imagine. And it was, it just took you back. Like, like, I had a lot of the stuff that he bought as well. Like I had back then, like, you know, I was obsessed with buying that kind of stuff.
2: I loved All Saints as well. Oh, they no. were cracking. Loved. Me and my sister think we thought we were and still think we are the Appleton sisters. Lester <laughs> laughing. L- laugh, you're supposed to be like, yeah, Emma, you'd be Natalie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, what kind of kid were you at school then? Were you a bit orcs at school?
3: So at school, yeah, I was because basically I was at an all-boys school that was wildly inappropriate for me. But back then, I think our parents just wanted you to go to the best school. So that was where I went. And um, I remember it was actually my best friend's wedding um, about a month ago. We met at secondary school and we both came out to each other like one day just walking past the canteen and stuff. So he was very much like my savior at school. And We kind of just were in our own little world. Um, we had a lot of school crushes, as you can imagine, to like rage. Aging gay boys in like an all-boys school. And we, I mean, I was a bit awkward because, as I said, I was quite a lot bigger than everyone else. So that immediately puts you in a position where, you know, you do get the bullies and, I don't know, you, you just feel awkward. And like the uniform, you know, I always, I remember vividly, no matter what time of year it was, I always wore a jumper and I always wore my blazer because I was so... Oh no. Yeah. Um so I it was just it wasn't the best time, I've got to be honest. But I feel like I was able to have fun with the friends that I made at school because I was always quite sociable. And I feel yeah. like, you know, as the the funny fat boy, you kind of do get a quite a big like social crowd because I learned to take the piss out of myself before anyone else could, and that was a yeah. big mechanism. But because of that, I did get, I did have like lots of friends. It wasn't like I was a loner at school. I had loads of friends, but I feel like inwardly, it just wasn't like the best time for me.
0: in a given month over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with LinkedIn you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com/ people today hey but you kind of have to go through
3: those things right and I still as I said I'm still my best friend I met there and I and actually weirdly over the last maybe 10 years I've had a couple of facebook messages from the bullies at that school saying i'm really sorry that i made your life hell um i just can't apologize enough and actually you it's those moments where you're stopping and thinking you're like wow you were a complete see you next tuesday but you've actually i think you've know you've realized what you did yeah. Yeah, how hellish you made it for people, and you've gone out of your way, and you've apologized, and actually, thank you. Like, and I, I remember. It. Yeah, because it's quite a big thing to admit. To that. But I did have a lot of crushes, and I remember one friend <laughs> and I had a particular crush, and we were like, let's get his phone number, let's get his house phone number, and ring him and just listen to his, listen to him say hello because we loved we loved his voice, and we we just loved everything about him. So we used to go. I used to go around to his house and I'd ring him. <laughs> ring, <laughs> Here's they hello they just hang up. But it was really looking back at that, you're like, that's quite sweet. Like, not sweet that we stalked him. We did stalk him, but you know, like that kind of thing. It was actually quite sweet that I had those friendships and and we there, there was like that commonality. Like we we knew who each other were, and we-
2: that's so nice. Yeah, it was really nice. And it's nice that you're friends today as well. So, talking of crushes, who was your um
3: famous crush? Now or when I was fourteen? <laughs> I mean, you can tell me one now as well if you want to give me a list. But when you were fourteen, <laughs> well, I've got to be honest. Obviously, I, I mentioned Titanic and Leonardo DiCaprio back was particularly good looking.
2: It's the hair. I truly believe it's the floppy hair.
3: Yeah, Floppy hair always gets me, and blonde blonde's never been really my type, but. For some reason, he was—I think—the first blonde guy that I saw, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like the hair and his little button nose, and I don't know—he mm. was—he was just you. And when you went see it in the theater, on the, oh, sorry, the cinema on that massive screen, you're like, "Wow!" Like he is phenomenal looking.
2: Romeo and Juliet as well. Romeo and Juliet. Oh my gosh! If knock at the door, Leonardo DiCaprio knocks on it. He's asking for some milk or something. I don't know. Would your heart still flutter? Yeah, but I would say I'm
3: so sorry. I've only got almond milk because I'm going to be... <laughs> Come in, love. Come in. Love. <laughs> yeah, but I want him, want him to be him from then, not now.
2: I'm. Yeah, he's, he, he's a funny one, isn't he? He enjoys dating very, very young women, uh, which I always think is a bit of a red yeah, flag. Yeah, it's a bit
3: of a red flag.
2: To be honest, but do you know what? He's still gorgeous. gorgeous.
3: He is gorgeous.
2: It was such a good film, wasn't it? I was just... I might have to watch it. It's Oh, no, hang on. There is some inappropriate bits, isn't there? I could forward through the whole... (laughs) Paint paint me like you're one of your French girls or whatever the hell. (laughs) Is that what she said? Yeah,
3: she's (laughs) like, like, just, you know. (laughs)
2: Doesn't sound quite so romantic, brummy, paint right? not we like one of your French girls? <laughs> and then a hand up against yeah, the window, just oh my- goes yeah, yeah. down oh. the wind.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, it was so so steamy, yeah. wasn't it? It was just
1: like, oh.
2: <laughs> um. Okay, what was your biggest fashion
3: faux pas? Well, I kind of feel like my just everything because oh. I just I wasn't a fashionable like teenager. It wasn't part of my actually. I mean, saying that. Stussy, I think, was around then and I remember I remember going to these weird like you know, like Avon parties and Tupperware parties. Of course. My mum's friends used to just do like Stussy parties and they just I remember going into it's trendy. I remember going into their houses and they just had piles of things laid out on their in their living rooms and you just used to go around and like pick things up and try them on and just, you know, buy some stuff. Um and I remember wearing a lot of oversized stussy waistcoats, black waistcoats with like pockets literally everywhere. Um, and I used to love all that stuff. I didn't I knew that I didn't love my body and what I looked like. So I was always very conscious about what I wore. Didn't want to like, you know, wear anything too tight and too short and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I remember wearing a lot of stussy. What was the other one? It was stussy and
2: there's naff naff. Oh, you had a stussy hat that was like back to front, had stussy. I think, like, what Samuel L. Jackson kind of hats okay. that Samuel L. Jackson wears. I wonder why no boys asked me out. Walk <laughs> <laughs> around with that on. Um, there was naff naff. There was
3: spliffy. Did you have spliffy? Sliffy? That was the one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Loads of it. I had le- so much of it.
2: And that's an inappropriate thing to have, isn't it? I don't think I knew what, what a spliffy was. I think I just, was it like a little cartoon character? Wasn't it? Yeah. spliffy?
3: Oh my God, I had so much of it. God, yeah, I remember that. And, and it was all quite grungy, wasn't it? Or like street.
2: It was just, I used to, I used to follow boy bands and dress like boy bands. I don't know what the logic, I don't know yeah. the logic in my head. I thought, well, if I dress like them, then they will fancy me. So I'm, like, bopping up, dressing like PJ and Duncan. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, none of them fancied me. Um, what was your biggest teenage um success, do you think?
3: Um, I, So I was quite into playing music, and I used to play quite a lot of instruments <laughs> at school. Um, well, we know you played the whistle and the bell. <laughs> whistle and the bell, I um, But actually, at one point, I was playing... The trumpet, the tuba, um, and I started playing the accordion at primary school. At the end of primary school, I started playing the accordion because my primary school teacher was playing it. Played used to play it to us, and I was obsessed with my primary school teacher. And like, right, I need to play that, Mum. So she got me a teeny little one when I was thirteen or whatever, and then it kind of like grows as you do. And by secondary school, I was still playing it, and I was in great I got to like grade six or seven, which is quite good. Um and I just remember I remember doing like school um like talent shows and, and concerts and stuff and I just loved it because I kind of feel like music w- was part of like my escape, as it was a lot for a lot of us in that, you know, when you're that age. And even though it wasn't the Spice Girls, it was still like something that I could really enjoy doing and I loved the sound of the accordion. I know I sound like an old man now, but it was just that sound that I loved.
2: And also, all these stories, your mom sound's just lovely. It was. You're like, I want a bell, and my mom got <laughs> me a bell. I wanted to play an accordion, she got me a teeny tiny accordion. It's just like the most supportive. Yes, yeah, she, she was very supportive.
3: Just, but then you do, you know, like I've done, I've done a lot of work on like body and diets and stuff. Yeah. And back then, when you're that age, when you're a teenager growing up, Especially like in the 90s, it was a time when all the fad diets were around. I'm not sure about yeah. you, but my mum was always on a diet, always. And that was kind of like what, you, what I grew up on, that kind of culture. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of it stems from now for me. I'm not blame- obviously blaming anyone, but that was a lot of like my growing up.
2: It was just a different yeah. time, wasn't it? Things that were normal, like I, um, I'm sure my mum will message me to correct me, but I'm sure my mum used to went away on a weekend that was like just to do aerobics, yeah. and it's just it was just there was a lot of like aerobics, um, there was a lot of what's the step the step Keep one it. is it what, the one Keep where you it. go it. yeah yeah oh, you go step. up on the step and then there was to, there was like Taibo as well there was like a lot of just different exercise things in a bit of Jane Fonda and then everybody was calling everybody fat and then heroin chic was uh, fashionable. Honestly, awful. It was just it was just a, whenever whenever it comes up with those, you know, that you see those videos like when they're calling people fat in the night is it just weren't fat like Jerry wasn't fat and people would just be like, it's just well, crazy. It was kind of
3: like the whole Heat magazine movement, wasn't it? Like they used to circle people's cellulite and put and ingo yeah. wings and stuff and call it out on the front covers. And like you look back at it now and freaking hell like was that actually real life
2: but at the time I never questioned it at the time I I just looked through it and I was like oh right that's normal that's just like so it's it's, oh it's just absolutely bananas and what was your biggest teenage flop what do you think oh I wish I'd like not done that
3: I was always quite like a good boy like Mm. I never really like was out of my my young sister was a terror when she was that age, but I was always quite okay. I don't ever remember thinking, I wish you hadn't done that, Simon, or...
2: Oh, that's good. What would you tell yourself if you could go back?
3: No one cares what you... No one cares what you don't like. No one cares... Mm. What you, like, just take your jumper off at school. Like, take your blazer off. Like, just be okay with yourself. And I kind of feel like that would have maybe, like, opened doors and opened just, like how you thought about the world and how you thought about yourself at that time because it was, yeah, it just wasn't, I just felt my, my mind was probably a bit clouded by judgments from other people. And yeah. I remember that like one of the bullies was actually bigger than I was, but because he, the, the other people were like laughing at him rather than that with with him. I don't think he realized that. So like they, oh,
2: no. they
3: were laughing at him, laughing at me. And I was like, come on. <gasps> So I think, And I I think I was acute enough to realise what was going on, but never saying anything because, you know, I didn't want to, like, start trouble. So I kind of feel like that's probably what I'd say. And maybe put a poster or two up and get rid of the bloody bell or whistle. And then maybe...
2: You know what? No, <laughs> no. I stand with the bell and the whistle. It's one of my favourite. I stand with it. It's niche. It's a quacking story. And I hope if your son says... I want a bell you're going to go do you know what i i'm going to get you the biggest bloody bell you have a
3: bell.
2: in the in the on amazon i'm going to you're going to get it i'm priming it I'm priming, I'm priming you a bell it's so interesting because you're the what you promote today is so different to how you were feeling when you were younger isn't it it's a shame it's a shame you then didn't have you now as somebody to yep. look up to so do you think social media is good for teenagers today or are you glad we didn't have social media
3: is two-edged sword. It's good and it's bad. Like I always say, my I've got two, ne- two young nephews. One's nine and one is 12. And they've been on TikTok for a while. I'm not sure if they should be, but they have been. And I remember them seeing this guy who was a very, very like effeminate gay guy on there. And he was wearing makeup and he was dancing around and, you know, like just doing what he was doing on TikTok. And they were watching him, but they... Didn't have any judgments about him. Mm. They really, like, were laughing at him laughing rather than laughing at him. And I thought to myself, actually, that is quite incredible. Like, I love that side of it. Like, they get to see people that maybe they wouldn't ordinarily see living in, like, a really small town in Hertfordshire. So that side of stuff, I think, is great. But I don't think it's particularly great for mental health for for young Mm. people. Like, obviously, the bullying stuff is just... I, let's not talk about it right now because I could talk about it for a long time. Um, but it's that is awful, an awful side of social media. And, you know, the comparisons that you can make on social media with people, for young kids, I just don't think is a good thing at all because the whole body, the shaming and the feeling less so because someone else has, you know, a better, in inverted commas, body, it's just not the one. Having said that, I don't know. Like, would how would our childhoods be shaped if we had social media? Then I kind of feel like it's quite nice to be naive when we were teenagers.
2: I, I, I'm happy that I was naive. To be honest, yeah. I'm happy. Also, I worry a little bit about the. It's not, the word's not urgency, the word's like, everything's immediate, everything's on your phone. If you want to listen to a song, you just press it. If you want this, you just do it. Whereas we had, if we wanted to, if we wanted to wait for a single, you have to wait for it to come, yeah. or wait for it to come on the radio. Yeah. You had to like, where there's now, it's like instant gratification, which yeah. does
3: worry me a bit. I remember pre-mobile phones. I don't know if you, God, I'm going to go there again. <laughs> but me and for some reason, me and my group of friends had pages, no, I, somebody on here has had a pager. I had a boyfriend with a pager. Yeah. Well, I mean, what the hell is that about? Pagers should just be reserved for doctors and hospitals. Like, what the hell were we thinking? But you used to, like, call the number and you used to actually talk to someone. It wasn't like they're automated. You're like, um, what, would you, what, would your, what is your message? You say, um, Jonathan, where the hell are you? And you used to page your friend. i are like, in what world is... What, what are you thinking? Um, so pre-mobile, it was the pager, and I just think about it now I'm just obsessed with the fact that we all have pagers
2: yeah that is that I'm so sad I think I probably just couldn't afford a pager maybe yeah. but I had a boyfriend and I remember him having a pager but no I, I never and I also remember drug dealers had pagers <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: <was about> <laughs> yeah, what's so urgent that 13 year old needs a pager I, it's so funny it's so
2: funny I think that I'm I'm happy with that I wasn't around with social media but I understand the positives. <laughs> Hopefully, it will
3: encourage children to embrace different types of people. But... I really hope... Yeah. I really hope so. Yeah, I
2: really hope so. But, Be- yeah,
3: so. well, you know, our son's nearly two. And I know that he's obviously going to grow up in that world. Like, there's no... You can't hide from it anymore. So, I just hope it's okay.
2: Yeah. I think I think the kids today are more resilient than... Yes, I agree. ...than, than, than you, you think. They, they adapt to things. You know, they've all got tablets and they've been doing stuff since they were so
3: little. Yeah. And... We just Isn't it funny that our kids, where if you tell them, you know, we didn't. There was not. There was no such thing as a mobile phone. Sometimes, you know, in some of our cases, they don't understand it. Like they, they literally do not get it. Like what?
2: it's the internet. Mine are just like what?
3: Yeah. And like you didn't have. There was no. I couldn't Google it. There was no internet, and Maybe. they're just like. What? Well, we did have internet it was dial I mean, up. <laughs> I remember it so clearly. I had. We had one, like ancient computer my mum's mum and dad's house I remember it so well it was on one of those hideous computer like tables yeah and it did the dial up you like I mean if you wanted to log on to something that you shouldn't be logging on to you like, no chance because the whole house wakes up with the dial yeah
2: no one could use the phone as well if you dial yeah,
3: dialing I'm up not no one nothing <laughs> it's hilarious If you tell that to like my nephews they're like what are you doing yeah. what's dial up what do you mean <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, they were happy days. Well, Simon, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was lovely to speak to you. Having me. And I will speak to you very soon. Good, thank you. Bye. Bye. It was so brilliant to chat with Simon. I keep thinking about how much he loved his teacher and that he got the the whistle and the bell and the desk like Dumbledore and his mum just was like, Whatever you want, whatever you want, Bab, you can have it. You want to whistle you want to whistle? You on a desolate Dumbledore? No questions asked. I'm going to get it for you. It was brilliant. And next week, we've got another fantastic episode coming up with Gareth from Hunsnet, which is cracking and has one of the rudest tales ever to be told on the Phone Box podcast. That is one not for children's ears. (laughs) I am laughing just thinking about it. Please go over to Spotify and take part in the poll that will be up. And also, I think it's Spotify Unwrapped soon. If, if I crop up on any of your Spotify Unwrapped, one, well, that is just like amazing. And two, be sure to tag me in so I can share it. That will make my heart sing. I'm already underway planning season four for the new year with some great guests, but we've still got a few episodes left of this season. I will see you next week for another one.
1: And whatever you're doing, have an amazing week. Bye, guys.